0: You're listening to the Women's HealthCast, a podcast from the University of Wisconsin Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology. I'm Jackie Askins. With this podcast, I'm exploring issues and innovations around women's health with a little help from experts in the UW Department of OBGYN and beyond. Cesarean deliveries, or C-sections, are incredibly common, with nearly one in three babies in the United States delivered via cesarean. Sometimes the procedure is planned in advance, and sometimes it can be a surprise. On the next two episodes of the Women's Health Cast, I'll be talking to Ryan McDonald about C-sections. In Part 1, Dr. McDonald walks us through what happens during cesarean delivery, potential risks or complications, and how he helps patients get ready for the possibility they might need a C-section. Dr. McDonald is an OBGYN and assistant professor in the UW Madison Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology. I'm very pleased to be talking to Dr. Ryan McDonald today about cesarean sections. Dr. McDonald, thank you for joining me.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: So, C-sections or cesarean section deliveries, they're among the most common surgical procedures that are performed in the U.S. Uh, what is a C-section?
1: You're absolutely right, they are a very common procedure. Um, They're actually the most common operating room-based procedure done in the United States. There currently are about 1.2 million cesarean deliveries in the United States every year. Um, A C-section, also called a cesarean section, is a surgical delivery to remove the baby from a mom's belly through a cut in her abdomen. Uh, it's, uh, there are several reasons why people can need C-sections, um, but usually they are uh, they, they occur either as a planned surgery or someone who has attempted to labor and then needs to undergo a surgery. Um, and so there can be some differences in what people experience based on what led up to them needing surgery. That said, the steps are pretty
0: similar. So what are the steps? What happens during a C-section surgery?
1: The first thing we have to do is is give a woman a way to be sufficiently numb to do surgery. Mm-hmm. So generally, that's done with a regional anesthetic. That means uh, a medicine to make them numb from their chest down so that they can be awake but not feel pain. This is done by an anesthesiologist, generally in the operating room, and it takes typically about 15 minutes or so. Once the anesthetic is sufficient for surgery, then mom is laid down flat on the operating room table. We clean off her belly with an antiseptic and we put up a paper drape like a tent so that they don't have to see more than they want to and also so that we have a sterile area to work. Then we can actually get started with the surgery. The uh, a section incision is usually made side to side about five inches long, right about the level of mom's waistband. This just needs to go down through the skin, then we kind of push the muscles to the side and get into the abdomen, and then we can see the pregnant uterus. We make a small side-to-side incision in the lowest portion of the uterus, just big enough to fit baby's head through. Then we push on mom's upper abdomen and push the baby through those incisions. That portion of the surgery from the time where we make the first cut to delivery of baby takes usually about 10 to 15 minutes. After that's done, we hand the baby off to the waiting pediatricians to make sure that their kiddo is looking okay, is healthy, and is transitioning to being on the outside normally. While that's happening, the surgeon is continuing to work. We still have to wait for the placenta to come out, clean out any fluid, or bleeding, and then start putting all the layers back together. And that takes between half an hour to 45 minutes to get everything kind of repaired. When we're all finished, there the skin is closed and there is a sterile bandage placed over the incision.
0: So that's a really thorough, I think, overview of what the procedure is like. Uh, earlier, you mentioned some um, circumstances during labor that might lead you to recommend a an unplanned C-section. What could some of those circumstances or conditions be?
1: Sure. There are many reasons why doctors might recommend a C-section. Uh, and there are occasionally times where people might want a C-section, and we can talk about that later. But... When a surgery is indicated, meaning a doctor recommends it, it's generally either because the doctor feels that it would be safer for the mom, or the baby, or both. The most common reasons for a c-section to be recommended are because labor fails to progress. A woman goes into labor, or she has her labor induced, and at some point it does not keep moving forward. And that can happen earlier, like when a woman is four or five or six centimeters dilated, or it can happen later after she's been pushing for several hours. Very frustrating. Mm. Um, But that's the most common reason for somebody to need to have a C-section. Another common reason is because the baby's not tolerating the labor process. Labor contractions put a lot of stress on baby and sometimes babies can't tolerate that. And so we might see changes in heart rate monitoring that suggest that a baby is doing poorly and can't continue to go through the stress of labor. Um, So we might recommend a C-section for that. That can be um, a situation uh, that develops quickly, and, and we could need to recommend doing a surgery briskly or sometimes it's it's much more gradual in onset and we can say you know if we don't see progress over the next say hour but your baby is is doing okay then we might be able to defer um, the other the, the third most common reason for a C-section is called malpresentation it means that the baby is not in the position that will fit with a normal vaginal delivery. That can be a baby who is breech. It can be a baby whose head is turned sideways and is not turning into the correct orientation. Uh, but malpresentation is the is the, mo- is the third most common reason. There are several other reasons that are less common, such as having a placenta that is attached over the opening of the cervix, or uh, an umbilical cord over the opening of the cervix. Um, Sometimes if a baby is um, very large, your doctors might recommend a cesarean section. Um, Or if somebody has had a prior surgery to the upper portion of the uterus, your doctors might recommend not laboring.
0: So those are some of the unplanned reasons that we might pursue C-sections. But uh, a lot of people choose elective C-sections, it seems like. Maybe not a lot. But... People make the choice in advance. I'm wondering why.
1: Yeah, it's it is not very common in our community, but in some places in the world, it is more common for uh, women to uh, to request cesarean delivery. Um, in in our work, we generally think of elective procedures as those those surgeries and procedures that don't have a reason for your provider to recommend them. Now that said, there are lots of women, there are lots of reasons why someone might want a surgery such as a, a C-section. Um, certainly there's there's a convenience factor. One of the really challenging things about labor and delivery is you have no idea when it's going to happen. So being able to have a calendar, you know, have a date on the calendar that is scheduled, that can be desirable, uh, you know. There is a a lack of control that occurs with the labor process, and that's not desirable for some people. There's also con- there's just there's a level of concern, anxiety, or fear that comes with the events of labor and delivery. Some people are concerned about the pain of labor, or the trauma that might experience on the perineum, or um, uh, they might be concerned about future sexual function or future prolapse of pelvic organs. Um, And some people are concerned about actually needing to have an unexpected surgery or a procedure like a forceps delivery. And so they would prefer to have a controlled, scheduled delivery. Um, So there can be several reasons why people ask. I would say the most common thought process among women who desire C-section, though, goes something like this. There's some risk to my baby if I have a vaginal delivery, and it's really hard for us to control that. There's a little bit of risk to me if I do a C-section, But I would ultimately rather take the risk on myself and maybe have a lower risk for my baby. So the most important thing for people who are considering asking for a C-section is to just plan to work with your providers.
0: A C-section is still a kind of a major abdominal surgery. It's not nothing. It
1: it certainly didn't
0: sound like nothing in your description. So certainly not. um, What are some of the risks or potential complications for mothers?
1: Yes, I, and to be very clear, this is a major abdominal surgery. There is there's, there's nothing to be taken lightly about that. It is a surgery that is very common and that we are able to generally do very safely for moms and babies. Um, but anytime we do a surgery, there are some risks, and you know we're in this case we're doing surgery on. A pregnant uterus, which has a tremendous amount of blood flow, and so one of the major risks is bleeding. About 2 to 4 percent of moms who have a C section will ultimately need a blood transfusion or some additional procedures to deal with extra bleeding. Fortunately, when a woman is pregnant, her body has made extra blood to help accommodate some of that loss. The other common risk of cesarean is infection. For a woman who has not been in labor, the risk of an infection that develops in the uterus or pelvis is about 5%. That's about one person out of 20. So that's pretty high, and that's even with modern antibiotics and surgical techniques to minimize infection risk. The risk goes up even more if somebody has labored first. So infection is one of the things that that we're particularly concerned about, and, and we both try to prevent and keep a close eye out for, so that we can treat early afterwards. The other risks are fortunately much more rare. One thing that can happen is injury to other organs for mom in the area of the uterus, most commonly the bladder, because that's right near where we're working. About 0.5% or one out of 200 people will have a bladder injury. If that happens, we can usually identify it right away, fix it. There's not much long-term problem from that. Um, The other thing that can happen, which is fortunately very rare, is moms can get blood clots in their legs or their lungs. Fortunately, the risk of this happening is about 0.2%. So now we're talking about 1 in 500 people that this happens to. And we also do things to try to prevent this for all people having C-sections.
0: Sometimes, even after really, really carefully planning for um, vaginal delivery, kind of laying out a specific birth plan, C-sections can become necessary. Sometimes best laid plans just have to change. How do you help your patients get ready for that possibility?
1: I think one of the experiences around the anticipation of delivering a baby Uh, is really complicated, but really fascinating. Clearly, a woman or a couple are going to develop thoughts about how this is going to look and what they might want their birth experience to be. And And I think that a birth plan and birth planning and educating yourself are extremely important. I also know from tons of experience that the events of delivery can change quickly in very unexpected ways. So, helping somebody to negotiate that is a big part of what I do. I think that not only am I foremost responsible for mom and baby's safety. But the next thing i'm doing is trying to manage their expectations i think that starts prenatally hopefully people have been through some kind of prenatal education maybe like a birth class or working with a doula or um, or having been to other people's births or just gathering information from Reliable books and experienced friends and family.
0: This also feels like a wonderful time to mention the centering pregnancy program that we offer at UW.
1: I think that I I completely agree. As um, as as a member of the centering faculty, uh, this group prenatal care uh, model is something that we offer for um, for all patients at the beginning of your pregnancy. To, um, to allow both professional and peer-based education in an environment that gives lots of time to explore the possible events of delivery, including mode of delivery. That said, um, even if you have done all of your reading and all of the researching that you can, some things are gonna happen during your labor that may not go as you expect. One of the things as a provider that I get, the, get really um, apprehensive about is when a woman says, the only thing I don't want is a C-section. And I hear that, and I get it. We've just talked about what's scary about surgery and what can go wrong, um, and what the impact for future pregnancies can be. But there may come a time where your provider recommends a C section for the safety of you and your baby. And I hope that I can help people negotiate that in a way that they understand why it's recommended and had time to be invested in the decision making and accept why it's necessary and, and make an informed choice. The other thing that I'll say is, the recommendation for from your doctor, the recommendation from your provider to do a cesarean is a recommendation. The choices to do surgery are yours. Ultimately, you need to be okay with that decision, and we're gonna help you to do what we can to get there. So, one of the things that I try to do is let people know right up front, whether it's in their prenatal care or when they're initially coming into the hospital, what I think their chances of c-section are. In all comers, about a third of women are going to get a c-section. That's a lot. So if you're going into delivery saying that couldn't possibly be me, you might be disappointed. I think the next level is if we're seeing signs that labor is not progressing well, or that your baby is not tolerating labor, I want to tell you that early so that you know what I'm thinking. I don't think you're going to need a c-section right now, but I'm thinking you might be at an increased risk of me having to recommend that later. Uh, And then certainly when it comes time that I need to recommend a c-section, I'm very clear with people that... I think it's an appropriate time or I think it's an emergency and it's a right now and we have to do this to keep your baby safe. So I try to let people know, you know, how much we, you know, how quickly we need to move um, to keep them and their baby safe. And so I think having those, that very clear dialogue and expectation setting as we go is really critical to helping people have um, expectations that they can live with.
0: On the next women's Health cast, Dr. McDonald will be back to talk about what happens after C-section. We discuss what post-surgical recovery looks like, how C-section can affect your plans to breastfeed, and special considerations for future pregnancies and deliveries after cesarean. Women's Healthcast is a production of the University of Wisconsin-Madison Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology. This episode was produced and engineered by Rob Garza. You can subscribe to Women's Health Cast on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at wisc Please let us know how we're doing. Rate and review us on your podcast app, and let us know what women's health issues you would like to learn more about. Thanks for listening.